We're about to conclude rankings month here on Run Up the Score, and we have a thrilling episode for you. Just some unbelievable takes about the tight end position. Anybody excited? Me. No. Let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Scott Yo. and Tom. Hey, everybody. Gentlemen, the final episode of 2019 Rankings Month is here. We are through every meaningful position, and now, unfortunately, by law, we are required to talk about the tight end. Yeah, position. I feel like we should maybe next year like move the tight ends up so we don't end on such a like boring, terrible note. It's not boring, nor is it terrible. <laughs> These guys are important to the fantasy football landscape. You're right, but it's not like they're fun to pick. They're, they're fun not. for me. They're fun for me. I, I get enjoyment out of people seeing. It's like a thrift store. Well, what do you mean? You might find something cool. You might look at a bunch of other people's garbage. I find it to be something else entirely, and I like how people are picking all of the non-valuable valuables first. Right. And then when that avalanche happens and I'm not taking part of it, it's like I'm a skier on the other mountain while the snow is falling and people are in jeopardy. You're rocking on the black diamond? Shredding I'm just through, rocking out over there. Just shredding right. R? I'm shredding gnar. I'm getting gnar wow. gnar in the pow pow. I know. There is always a point in like every draft where people panic s- for some reason feel compelled to pick horrible tight ends much too early. Yep. And like, oh, it it's the ninth round part. and I don't have a starting tight end. You're I better right. take That one is now. our favorite part of the draft. I got to get Martellus Bennett of tight now. End. <laughs> yeah. I need him in the seventh. I need <laughs> he rounds him. out my team <laughs> perfectly. You the best. guys. I will drop him in three weeks. <laughs> CJ Uzoma. <laughs> Chris Herndon suspended, but who cares? You know, actually, the rumors are, we may as well address that, that he may not be awarded the full suspension. Really? Yeah. Interesting. We're going to get to him later. Yeah, and you know what was easy about him? Spoiler alert. He played 14 games last year. Oh, there you go. So it was kind of like... Gave you a nice sample size. Yeah, I was like, well, what, what would happen if he played 14 games? I look, oh, he wait. played 14 games. Oh, wait, he did. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm like, well, that works. Was he hurt or did he miss the first two? Didn't say. Doesn't matter. Well, I mean, he's not on our rate. Much like very many tight ends. We should save him because we're literally going to yeah. get to him. Today, okay, guys. No, but I mean, much like very many tight ends, like they're not on your radar at all. Not even ours, no. right? Yeah. And then they show up in a meaningful way, and then you use them for the rest of the season. So yeah. that or they is, don't, and you cut them. Well, that's really how it goes. Is like That's why it's so important to not overemphasize the position. Yes. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, let's get into our top 20 tight ends. We're doing far less tight ends than any other position because, quite frankly, you're only going to start 20 quarterbacks. (laughs) Yeah. Plus, I would would like to send some shout-outs to the boys who didn't make it. Yeah. Hawkinson. Hawkinson. Hawkinson, who, you know, he's certainly interesting, and he's going to be free. So if you take him over any of the guys that we have from 20 to 15, I'm not going to blame you for it. Jason Witten. Jason Witten, who could who's do well. Your, who's your boy from Oakland? Uh, Darren Waller. Yeah, it's who worth I bringing to bring up, up the deep dives. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, I mean, Tom. if you want to leave a draft with Darren Tom's Waller. Tom's dumpster dive. Here we go. Well, mm. I mean, look at this. You can leave the draft with Darren Waller guaranteed right now. Yes. It's kind of like a few years ago when I said Charles Clay. Right. And then he actually started out the season 
Really Running well. hard. Yeah. Charles Clay, hard charging. He was like tight end four at the time. So you, that can happen, right? And you have this extremely low draft capital. And if it doesn't happen, what's Bye. the difference? You just then he gets hurt and guy. you cut him and you never think about it again. Another, and you have an amazing lineup yeah. because you waited. Another right. guy I'd like to just throw throw in the ring, uh, not the first four weeks, but week five, throw a waiver claim in for Ben Watson if you need a tight end. He suspended the first four weeks, but comes back to the Patriots. Yeah, he was. And the great part is, if he gets cut, which he might, you'll know. And you won't even have to draft him. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll never draft this guy. No. Please no, don't yeah, draft yeah, this suspended don't draft tight end. Him. I said pick him up week five. He was suspended for <laughs> a quarter of the season. Yeah. <laughs> More. You know, if you're desperate. You actually, know, quarters. Because it's, you know, all yeah. hell's going to break loose at the tight end position by week four. So you could actually end up starting yeah. Ben Watson. Well, we'll see uh, who's left standing when all hell breaks loose at the tight end position. Starting with number 20. Scott, you said by hell or high water, I will get Noah Fant into this episode. Yes. Congratulations, you did it. I weaseled him in the last spot, and it actually worked out. Tight end wise. ten. I didn't fudge the consensus to get him in, which I was totally willing to do. But uh, and Tom and I wouldn't have stopped you. No, we probably wouldn't have even known the you know integrity what? of the list. <laughs> the integrity of the list. You know, I, I would I would say that more than you guys anyway. But I love Noah Fant. I think it's. Not only an amazing spot, I think he's a really great player. This guy averaged 14 yards per reception in college. He caught 18 touchdowns in a two-year span in college on limited targets. He's going to go to Joe Flacco, who loves the tight end more than maybe any quarterback we've ever seen. His inefficiencies will be displayed through his lack to be able to get the ball outside to Cortland Sutton and all these other guys. Who you hate. Who I do not like either, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I think, no offense, they're going to be going into camp as the best receiver on the roster because Emmanuel Sanders is hurt. And because of that, I think he gets a rapport early with Flacco. Flacco loves the position. He can be used in a myriad of ways. He's a good red zone receiver. He can do it deep. He's a four five one forty, which would have been the ninth fastest running back in this draft class. So the guy can move. He's also six six. So he has that height-speed combo that is, like, real dangerous. And I think... He, in the right situation with Joe Flacco, it could be huge. He's worth it. Did and he play basketball in I, college? No. I don't think so. Well, maybe, but he's he played got for Iowa for as a tight yeah, end. Yeah, We're just seeing Iowa tight ends infiltrate the league at an alarming rate after yeah. George Kittle. Yeah, they, they have the uh, the pot of gold over there. Yeah, it's like end. Clemson wide receivers, Iowa tight ends. Someone hire that tight ends coach and have yeah, him for real. tell Aaron Rodgers had to throw to Jimmy Graham. Oh, that would help because he's probably pretty low on this list. Did he even make it? He made it. Yeah, he made it. He, made he, it. Is, he is not in he a desirable me. position. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As he yeah. should. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, but no offense. Like. You know, I think, Scott, you were just the, the difference between what Tom and I think of him and what you think of is it's you targets. are more willing to, yes. to throw away the, um, the rookie tight end stigma about him than Tom and I were. It's because of Joe Flacco. Yeah. Like, 2017, you got to go back. That was Joe Flacco's last full season as a starter for the Ravens. I checked the numbers. Over 100 completions to the tight end position. Ben Watson was a tight end one. Yeah. And, ben uh, Watson was a tight end one with Joe Flacco. Noah Fant, I think he has a really high potential. You're getting him absolutely free. Mm -hmm. And because of that value, it made me look into him and kind of do some research into him. And I just really like his profile and like what he what his potential could be. So I projected him to his potential. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to take Darren Waller in the last round, you may as well throw a flyer on Noah Fant instead. Exactly. So I totally understand yeah. that. Um, for me, I just didn't give him as many targets that would right. land him there. Just based on that year one tight end thing. And maybe he has a little bit of competition in uh, – in the actual routes run by right. tight ends for the team. Yeah. All right. 
Number nine. Joe Flacco. Sorry, but Joe Flacco has also been the guy who threw the seventeen. Tight he end. shares the tight end wealth. Well, <laughs> yeah. last year one of those tight ends is our number nineteen now. Mark Andrews well, had a sneaky, very good rookie year for and a rookie tight end. not with Joe Flacco, with Lamar Jackson. Yes, because and he Le- meshed better with Lamar. with Lamar than he did with Joe so Flacco. So it's worth noting that down the stretch that Mark Andrews was a very valuable entity. I mean, you probably weren't starting him in redraft, but like FanDuel, DraftKings, this guy was probably a legend. I didn't have him in my top 20, but um, I'm happy that he made it because the thing with tight end is you're hoping for a touchdown or bust kind of. And he hits long plays. Yeah. Yes. So if his touchdown is going to be from 40 or from 50, you that's can a win. winning play. Or if he hits exactly, one Don, long that's play, it's the equivalent of, of his uh, week. a one-yard CJ one on touchdown. One 40-yard catch is like, okay, he's good for the week. And he's shown that he's been able to do that, and he's in the position that I think the Ravens are going to kind of scheme him to hit these big plays when they're doing all this running and this play action. Yep. Yeah, and Hayden Hurst former first round pick is uh a little bit labored by injuries apparently at camp again so we're gonna Already? see a lot of mark andrews in the passing game yeah also rumor is that hayden Hurst bulked up so he's not gonna be any quicker more svelte than mark Andrews. he was more of the uh the traditional tight end guy anyway coming out of the draft and that's why the ravens took him in the first him round and, like and andrews is our celebrity as we love to talk yeah. about yeah. with tight end yeah and he's that's a celebrity that's what fan is too. They're yeah. they're you know more receivers yeah. than and that's than why Hawkinson and didn't make the list, list, but Fant did. Right, because Hawkinson's more of the well well rounded guy. I bet Hawkins on the field more than Fant, but Fant catches more passes. So Fant's like, on the tight end that's one line. We're I, mean, than I have them back to back, so it wouldn't yeah. surprise me if Hawkinson had a better year. But it would, it, I would call it the less likely. Right, number eighteen, I. Understand why this guy is on the list. We all had him on on the episode. You have to rank 20. I can't stand him. Neither can I. Kyle Rudolph. He got a new deal that he didn't deserve. He had a 30-burger in week 16. And that's the only reason he was even close yeah. to the top of the tight a, end list. Uh, yeah. I mean, without that, I don't think he was a tight end one. No. He was grueling if you had him throughout the year. And it you was played awful. Him. You didn't win because it was of Kyle awful. Rudolph. That he really was one thought, of those guys yeah. last year who was drafted to be an every week starter. Yeah, because Kirk typically targeted the position you know uh jordan reed was viable even vernon davis was viable in his time there but he goes uh over to the vikings and kyle rudolph does nothing and guess what here comes irv smith who they just drafted as a you know a rookie tight end obviously you know we we don't think he'll get too many reps because the situation's much different between hawkinson and fanton but you take away a target a few snaps and a tight end that's all it takes very, Useless. very much damaged. You, yeah, in his, you take uh, away a catch line. a week from Kyle Rudolph's already putrid lines. Yeah, <laughs> there's no yep. way you can start him. But I think he you makes gotta rank our list. 20. I think he makes our list based on just catches. Yeah, and that we don't have him going for an insane year and red yep. zone potential. But Thielen and Diggs are both so good in the red zone, and they're going to have Dalvin Cook assumed the for, receiver for a full sixteen. Kyle Rudolph had 119 points. In fantasy last year, half point PPR, and he had thirty in the last week. So you had eighty nine points through fifteen weeks. Through fifteen weeks, don't draft him. And he started out hot, which was the worst thing. Six half PPR points a week. Well, and you're right. He scored a couple touchdowns early, and then he was a good asset in the beginning. So then you're like, all right, I've got Kyle. He had four touchdowns and had two of them. And it's like, oh, it's a tight. It's a tight end position. I just gotta, I just gotta stick with him. You know, what difference does it make? He has a few turds throughout the course of the year. He might end up there, and of course he did. But it was all in one week. But that's kind of the point. Like, Kyle Rudolph. It wouldn't surprise me if he's drafted as a tight end one, Kyle Rudolph. So 
I think it's name recognition. It's a guy to avoid. All that. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah, agreed. Obviously, he could have a good season, but why risk it at the tight end position? Yeah, yeah. Because he's going to cost something. Yep. Number 17, the Hearn Daddy. We've we've kind of already covered him, uh, but Chris Herndon, a really interesting rookie year. He had a good rapport with Sam Darnold. Some issues were trying to figure out what his, what the deal is with is the suspension. Hearn dog better than the Hearn daddy depends if he's doing good or bad I call him okay. Hearn daddy because I used to call Vernon Davis Vern daddy okay that's and fine so they rhymed so you're hoping that he can be me. the next Vernon Davis for us for the next hopefully decade to god that would be in great. a perfect world but not it doesn't look like that right now and that's why he was, he's at 17 he was pretty productive with uh with Darnold um the fear for me is you know Le'Veon Bell really yeah and and Jamison Crowder so two short to intermediate targets that could it's a Jamison Crowder thing for me because, you know, it's Adam Gase. He I said this before, but he's the man who inspired the PPR Jarvis Landry machine. Yes. So I think Jamison Crowder could get into that, and I think that the Jets not historically being a great spot for tight ends harms that. I do yeah. agree that Le'Veon Bell, that last final read thing, you dump off to Le'Veon Bell instead of Herndon. Yeah, it's just obvious. Yeah. But it's worth noting that he played 14 games last year. He was tight end 15 in standard and 16 in PPR. So assuming that he has any growth in 14 games, he should crack the top 20. Right. Um, he should be a usable guy week to week. So we'll yep. see and we'll identify those games for yep. you definitely throughout the year. Yeah, we'll definitely be talking about him in those, in those plus matchups where, you know, it's interesting where the Jets are going to be losing this year. It's kind of exciting, you know, because yeah. they have a lot of different pass options. So in games yeah. where we think the script could go, you know, in negatively for a real football sense, in the fantasy sense, Darnold throwing to all these options yeah. might actually be something we could bank on. I know you guys are fans of the Jets, so I'd, I'd, I'd mean this in a good way. It would almost be a really good thing if the Jets get blown out week one. Because then immediately we'll see like well, they're what they're going to the do while they're losing. Oh, so they're going to win. All right, forget what I said. But yeah, but I see what I see what you're saying. Like, yeah, it would be it, nice to see them playing from behind, so we know like that who's target breakdown. Yeah, early that target on. breakdown is going to be interesting to yeah. see. I think in camp they'll get that's some, an interesting thought some though, hints, Don, though. for any team. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, really. get blown out and let's see. You know where are you going to go in the chips? It's are a good week one strategy. Just get blown out. Yeah. <laughs> Lose horribly. Have to, have to throw the whole have game. Have your coach on the hot seat for the rest of the season. And let and all the fantasy owners know who to pick up yeah. after week one. Number 16. Here's a guy you probably should just look to pick up throughout the season, but he's probably going to be drafted as a tight yeah. end one. Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Um, I, have him at, guts. I have him at 13. It's just hard for me to move him that I'm far down. I'm snake-bitten from last year. If Aaron Rodgers throws close to 40 touchdowns, I think he catches – at least six Eight, or seven right? of them. Yeah, and yeah. if he does that, then he's you know that's. that's I think how I had hit. him for like. It's that easy to get up there. I think I had Jimmy Graham for like 450 yards and eight touchdowns in my projections. Like, yeah, I he's think... gonna score, and you're gonna win the weeks he scores. But maybe, like, you know, he's gonna catch like three passes a week at most. Ba- he has like. bagels, zero think, yeah. catches, yeah. zero yards. I think like, he'll he be overdrafted. Kill you, no oh, doubt he, about it. He is always overdrafted, except Ex- when he somehow finished as like tight end five on the Seahawks, and everyone was out. Oh yeah, and then that's what that's what throws that's me what about got this us guy. Back on him, yeah, exactly. Because I'm like, well, I guess I should be He's got back a top in. five tight end season with two different teams. And then and when I come back Aaron in, Rogers. it's like, God damn. And and one of those just when I didn't with the Saints, pull me back in. Hey, pull me back in. Uh, but no, I, we don't see it happening with Jimmy Graham this year, right? I mean, I don't think Boomer he's an bust. elite option as yeah. he used to be. No, no, it would have to be like and he has a also lot of t- an tight ends would have to extremely be extremely high injury risk. Yeah, yeah, I th- a lot of tight ends would have to have flown off the board right. when I'm picking mine in the 13th or well, 14th round. Speaking of extremely high injury risk, that's why uh, a Tyler Eifert doesn't grace the the rankings. Ooh, good yeah. call, Tom. <laughs> yeah, 
Shout out to I Tyler think people. Evans. I think he's people wor- have moved on from him, but we haven't. He's kind of worth a flyer as well. You know why? That one season when he had like 13 touchdowns, I think we all had a share of him. Well, he yeah. averaged more. Oh, you had it. You you had him in I our, had him in our league, our but league. I think you guys had him in other leagues. I was most pissed likely, about that, but I did have him in other guy. leagues. Yeah, I did yeah. have him in other leagues. But he was averaging more points per touch than Gronk at that time. Yeah, insane. Wild. We'll always have that year, though. <laughs> Number 15, Delaney Walker. Is it an Achilles he's coming off of? It's a whole foot, Don. Yeah. He's an old man. He's yeah. got some foot I problems. won't be drafting him. I could be drafting him, and here's the thing. Yeah, Tom, a- you're highest on him at uh, at 10. Don Don gave him some disrespect at 18, and I had him at, around there, but then kind of revisited and was like, 18's a little low, so I put him up to 15. Uh, you know why I thought you had some uh, salt on the Delaney Walker name was Adam Humphreys. Yeah, exactly. You know, And A.J. Brown, who was a slot also receiver sl- at Ole Miss. A confounding pick for me. Oh, just, my God. It makes me frustrated. I, think, I don't think the pick was dumb. I really just think the, the Humphreys signing was just so bonehead. And they gave him what? They're giving him, what, $9 million a yeah, year? Yeah, they're giving him a lot Come of on. money. Like, what are we doing? Just draft the guy. I, just whatever, let him go to the Patriots you know. for scraps. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. And let him dominate. Let um, him become Edelman Jr. But Delaney Walker is a pretty plus 100 target guy when he's healthy so if you give him 16 games he might be a very valuable asset yeah he used to be like a miniature Ertz, like a way that the the offense runs through this guy yeah and he's a really talented guy i was going to bring this up as a joke but the document didn't have any rushing um delaney walker for the every time. year <laughs> he like, gets it he gets a couple rushes I sometimes gonna, he sneaks in the touchdown i, too I was on gonna the give him uh, 10 yards rushing <laughs> So just know that Delaney Walker has uh, a ten yards yeah, boost, a one point boost for you. Yeah, one point higher than what he actually is. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah, I like Delaney Walker a lot. I just think coming off that injury, they're a mess. They have other options to throw the ball to. I could see his targets being kind of shared amongst everyone. At the same yeah. time, though, like just to kind of offer maybe a glimpse of optimism, when your offense is a mess, who usually benefits? You're right. The tight, the tight end. end. And, but and, and if you have to go to a, a tight backup. end coming off of a foot injury entering his like age 31 season. And if you have to go to a backup quarterback, they normally throw through the tight end. And Mariota's always hurt. So yeah. I get that there's definitely a path to it. Yeah. Number 14, certainly a path to return to a top 10 finish for this guy on his new team. Jared Cook goes to the Saints. There's so many mouths to feed. Michael Thomas, very good in the red zone. Alvin Kamara, unbelievable in the red zone. They got Latavius Murray, I think who's very good in the red zone. are going to be surprised that he's ranked this low. Yeah, but I, you know, I am, one but of I also had him at 10. So. Yeah, you had him at, at 11. 11, Tom, I'm 13. I had him 14. So What makes him unrepeatable is that, I mean, maybe repeatable, whatever. He didn't have that many touchdowns. For a year, no. as good as he had, you would think he had, you know, yeah. like nine, eight touchdowns. He had four, I think, right? I think he I had think six or yeah, five. Yeah, I think it was six. So I think it was six. I think it was six because I've got him for five. I have him regressing in the touchdown meter. And I still have him going for a, a few yards, like a, a good for a tight end. He was in you know, a, six touchdowns. He was in an Evan Ingram situation last year. Like everything, everything had fell to, apart yeah. for him to have the year that he had. And, you know, I always like bringing it up. Like he bailed us out with miraculous plays all the time. He had 179 receiving yards week one against the Broncos, I believe. He making one-handed wow. catches in the end zone. All that crazy That's stuff. That's five tight end games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And let's not forget, too, just because you go to a new team doesn't mean that what you did was repeatable. Let's think about Jared Cook when he was on the Packers with Aaron Rodgers. He did nothing outside of one catch in the playoffs against the Cowboys that we remember. The Rams. The Rams, nothing. You know what I Tennessee. mean? Tennessee. He's, he's done basically nothing. I remember nothing. drafting his entire the Nick Foles, Jared Cook stack, <laughs> <laughs> and quickly dropping. Yeah, but that, that you know at that time that was. But very he waited affordable. long enough. Very, yeah. very affordable. Oh, yeah, that was whenever you wanted, <laughs> baby. Um, I do was think probably he, rock solid. 
I do think he can carve out a role, but I just he's not going to be the first option for anything in the Saints offense. No, no, no. So you're banking on the Saints offense being prolific yet again, but if it's going to be prolific, it's going to be Thomas and Kamara. It's not going to be Jared Cook on a week-to-week basis. And he's I not agree. a young fella. Yeah, and, and you know that Taysom last year was his best year by far. I, Taysom Hill is it's a joke, but for real, I do agree that he does harm the tight end. Yeah. yeah. Number 13, Jack Doyle. Coming back, he's got a fully guys healthy really offseason like underneath him. I, I think I he like regresses him. back to what he was, and Ebron kind of trends down from what he was last year. Yeah. And so I think that they finish a lot closer than they're being drafted as. Because don't forget, like, Luck loves Jack Doyle. Yeah. Loves him. Yeah. He had to throw to Ebron last year because Doyle was hurt. But, yeah, I agree. There's, so, a, there's a lot of options, though, again. Same like, problem with Cook. Yeah, you're short right. Short receiving options. You got Naeem Hines. And Marlon you got, Mack, great out of the backfield, uh, running not, the ball. Yeah. Um, Paris Campbell out of the slot is probably where he's going to – what, Tom? We think Paris Campbell's going to be out of the slot probably, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so him as a short option, taking away from Jack Doyle. There's a lot going on in this offense. I think there's plenty of throws to go around, but that's why I had him a little lower. I have him at 17. Um, Don has him at 10, and Tom has him at 11. So you guys both have him as a tight end one. You yeah. would be you would be very surprised that Jack Doyle had more snaps pre uh, Eric Ebron coming on, right? Right. Then Jack Doyle gets hurt. Then when Jack Doyle is healthy enough to come back, he outsnaps Eric Ebron by a buttload again. So I think that the plan for the Colts is to have Jack Doyle on the field a lot. Yeah. Granted, here's and the, use Ebron to score touchdowns. And that's the rub, Scotty. Is that Jack Doyle's not a touchdown machine? No. Even though he might become the full snap share guy. When you get into the red zone, when you get into that tight end valuable territory, they go to Ebron. You guys and have him for like a big catch total? I have. Oh, let me check. I mean, I just have, I have him, but him for I was, way more catches than Ebron. Yeah. like I mean, that, I have Ebron I, for, well, I won't spoil it, but I have Jack Doyle for uh, 16 games, of course, 78 catches, 750 yeah, yep. yards, and five. Yeah, so you got, you got him for, for a big catch total. Because Andrew Luck loves the tight end. And, and he stays I think in the that, field the whole And he time. stays in the field. Yeah. And that's, Makes that's sense. really why. So I think if Jack Doyle becomes a value to you, he is a, obviously he's a low end tight end one at this range, but he he staves you off on yardage rather than touchdowns. Yes, yeah, right. All right, moving on now to number 12. Another guy in an – it's so funny how many guys are – we're going to say the same thing about Trey Bur- or about David and Joku. <laughs> Too many options. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, and he, he doesn't stand great. out enough. His chance was – to me, his chance was last year yeah. to really show out, become that, like, potential Rookie red zone quarterback, target. quarterback, no receivers around. Exactly. And just like, didn't do it. He really didn't. It, his, his season left a ton to be desired. Yes, he had some good games, and he had a good stretch kind of in the middle, I think, where he, he had a couple games where he scored a touchdown in a row, or maybe it was three out of four games or something like that. But other than that, a lot to be desired yeah. from David Njoku. Um I'm not really interested at all. Like we said, you know, who who's going to compete with him to short to intermediate range targets? Now Jarvis Landry yeah. isn't your number one receiver. He moves into the slot. He moves into that, you know, jack of all trades type of role. Even though he probably did that on the Browns last year, he's going to be more freed up to do that yeah. more than ever now. And he's still got Duke Johnson. Yeah. And Kareem Hunt's coming back. So there's there's too much for me for Njoku to compete with. Yep. And his touchdown upside is 
evaporated with, with Odell. Odell Beckham. Yeah. The thing with Njoku for me is that he's very young, so yeah. he can still take a really big leap. And I, I, I would identify those... him as a, a low end tight end in this range. Right. With with upside, right? Yeah, so true. the upside of him is higher than like the upside of some of these other guys in this area. Jack Doyle, Jared Cook. Yeah, because he has that capability to, you know, wow, I really figured it out and he can know, yeah. still ascend. Yeah. We're, right. we're not saying that, that he can't is true. but that's a, why he makes it's it a murky here, path to do it. I will say this. David Njoku was tight end nine last year. And if Kyle Rudolph doesn't have a 30-point explosion, he finishes last year as tight end eight. Yeah. So there's a lot to like about this guy, but his situation, did not. no matter what way you look at it, it didn't get better. And a lot of people would venture to say that it got worse. It oh, sucks yeah. that you have to dog on him, but yeah, the dog pound dogged on him. Yeah, that's how it be. <laughs> Number 11, guy that we got snake bitten by last year. Or at least I did, because I had him in all of my leagues. <laughs> Trey Burton. Just makes you know, him a good buy low candidate this really year. Does. I, he's a guy, you, you know, know. One of the things, Tom, that you brought up, I, I feel like I feel like I'm about to cut you off and say exactly what you're gonna bring up, but uh I'm sorry if I do. I looked at his stats like just without the two games that Mitch Trubisky started. And I mean, obviously it's only two games, so the pace isn't gonna tip too crazy but it didn't really tip him like too far i thought it would bring him above 60 catches it didn't i thought it would bring him above 700 yards it didn't and it did bring him to seven touchdowns so i gave him seven touchdowns but i kept his catches and his yardage kind of low i thought he was going to be a guy i had a, a ranked a lot higher but yeah when i finally did the numbers out it was like this bears team spreads it around too much alan robinson's involved you know anthony miller's involved gabriel's so, involved Tariq cohen's a receiver so i think that was again, the, those were the two guys taylor gabriel and Tariq cohen I didn't think Taylor Gabriel was going to have as big of a role as he did, and I didn't think Tariq Cohen was going to be used as a safety valve as much as he was. Yep. And so that was what I think kind of led to Trey Burton not having the massive year that I was expecting. Tom, one of your bold predictions last year was that he would be tight end three. Oh, I think maybe even two. Yeah. It was that Zach Ertz and Trey Burton now separated would be. Right. You know, oh, yeah. They'd options. be one and two. Right. Tight end three. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, I still think maybe not he two. He can still do it. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's why they call it a bold prediction. But right. I still think Trey Burton is very valuable here. I think I have him for 70 catches, 700 yards, seven touchdowns. So I'm right on the money there with Scott. Yeah. But I think that he's valuable because. You look through the game logs. This is a tight end who was getting 11 targets when healthy, when the whole offense yeah. was healthy. And as much as they love to spread it around, the tight end is always that bailout. So I feel like the tight end is almost like, you know, they say some products or services are like recession proof. Yeah. I think the tight end is recession proof. You okay. Know, the tight end is made. If of, it can prove itself, yeah, you that, can trust it. That in lunch pail tight end, yeah. you know, they get there, they get the job done. And I think Trey Burton falls into the category. Um, I think he's a really good buy low from people who are really mad at him the way he ended last year. Yeah. But I think even that, the, in my defense of Mitch Trubisky was, you know, I don't think he was fully healthy coming back because you say you take the games without Mitch Trubisky. I say you take the games all Mitch Trubisky before the injury. I see. You, you stack yeah. that out, and now, you, and now, now you're, you're looking, looking at, at a tight end one, different. which is where I've got him. Yeah, yeah. That, then you're looking at something much different. You're yeah. right. Because you're right. He definitely didn't come back at, at 100%. No, he that wasn't rushing. Really floundered he wasn't rushing. He wasn't having those games like he did. He had, he had like one multi-touchdown game after the injury. Like, I'm very excited for the, the Chicago offense. Whereas most people think about them defensively, right? And really, you can't even. I, I, well, we, we'll get into it at the end of the. They're a Super Bowl contending team. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Number nine, we like them. Sorry, number ten. Play overall. defense; it travels. Yeah, we. I, th I would say we're almost Bears fans. We're nearing. <laughs> we're close. You and Tariq Cohen. Give us a receiver we could start, and we're in. <laughs> yeah, tell me about <laughs> it. Allen Robinson didn't make the episode. Trey Burton, flex him. <laughs> there you go. Number ten, coming off of his preseason ACL injury that he. 
fought all the way back and played in the playoffs for the Chargers. Hunter Henry. Scott doesn't like him. I don't either. I mean, I actually wasn't the lowest on him. Don had him at 15. I, I don't really, though. I really don't. Um, it's like he's being, in some cases, in some mocks I've done, he's the fourth tight end off the board. Take him. Go ahead. What are you, you doing? Have... He had eight touchdowns in his rookie campaign. Last year. Yeah. Eight touchdowns in his rookie Huge campaign. Huge number. The, the floor for him. But wasn't considering Antonio hell. Gates there, too? Uh, well, Antonio Gates, those were the games that, like, Antonio Games or Antonio Games, Antonio Gates was, like, not there. Okay. So, like, like he came back. Through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, he, th- that was when they were just trying to get him the record. Right. 50, so, okay. 36 catches for eight touchdowns in his rookie year. His second year, he had 45 catches for four touchdowns. And then last year, he was gone for the whole year with the ACL injury. But in the year before, he was hurt, too. Uh, the second year, I believe he lost. Yeah, some he didn't play well. 16 games. He's never played 16 games. But he didn't play 16 games in that year That's where he scored four touchdowns. For, exactly. No. I think he's actually a double digit touchdown candidate you see a guy like mike williams cross that line for no reason could on 40 just catches as easily <laughs> yeah exactly could just as easily get the same hunter line Henry. as mike williams you, you last think year. about how You're right you think about how uh philip rivers and hunter and uh antonio gates have like Legendary the most historic rapport. connection yeah touchdown totals like philip rivers is not just going to stop throwing to the tight end i think it's a valuable position in the offense i think he's a good buy low guy the problem is his price is not low to buy yeah not so at all. for me will i wind up with hunter henry probably not but did i throw some respect on his name most certainly yeah i right. think i'm the reason that he even crawled up into this range uh i've got him at tight end eight yeah you have him at eight don has him 15 i have him 11 so i was right i'm just not I ready him to as trust a fringe i'm as a fringe tight end one like like we said who knows if he's gonna play all the games but if he does play every game who knows if gates will still be there? you know if he play the games he plays in he's a matchup proof start every single i have him and trey burton separated by a reception oh reception so huh? i just like i guess i just gave the nod to so hunter you like hunter right, a little yeah. more okay i guess i think if he plays 16 he's more valuable than trey burton yeah He's got uh, yeah. better upside yes. than Trey Burton. I would agree if he with plays that. sixteen. Number nine, Eric Ebron, thirteen touchdowns last year. You guys don't have him sniffing that in your projections, do you? Six, uh, nine for me. I think I had uh, eight. I mean, I have Andrew Luck leading the league in passing touchdowns and yards. So, if in order for me to do that, someone's got to catch these touchdowns. Yeah, and I already got a bet with Tom that Funches isn't catching over six. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Ty is not a touchdown guy, really. I mean, I think Ebron is going to be their best touchdown scoring passing option. Yeah, I kind of entire team. I kind of abstained in ranking him properly. Not even kidding. I gave him sixty six catches, six hundred sixty six yards, and six touchdowns. Just the, he's <laughs> the devil. He is the mark of the beast. <laughs> That, uh, You're it, not wrong. These things don't really apply to him, rankings, for whatever reason, yeah. right? You play Eric Ebron for a touchdown, and you know you did that. <laughs> yeah. So, like, this discussion is null and void. It's like you played him for a touchdown. That's it. Yeah. That's he'll it. go zero. He'll go 35. Yeah. Yep. But in this offense, I really do think that, like, it, there's he still has a path to be a double-digit touchdown guy. Of course he does. And, you know, Mark of the Beast aside, Just catch I, the ball. I acknowledge that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. You know damn well. <laughs> you know his he drops can't do didn't that. stop. No. 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 Yeah. No. Just That's what we always his bring exposure. up. Like and if Zach Doyle outplays him. You know, yeah. I, it could it could get ugly for yeah. Ebron. Yeah. yeah. So don't normally pick him you would early. say we're a team with like two tight ends that they can't both survive. People will fall on this team. It's like. Also, I can't believe we snubbed Mo Alley Cox. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, like there's so much yeah. know, tight end action to go around, but you know what you're getting into with Eric Ebron. Yeah. Number eight, what's dead may never die. Greg Olson. Let's go, baby. A Let's bad ride. Greg Olson season here. 
is a good tight end season. Yes. And that's what people have to realize. Yes. Greg Olson is a thousand yard back to back to back receiver. Nine hundred something the year before. He's a guy with massive targets. I gave him a I chopped his targets so bad. I chopped his reception so bad. So did I. I he's chopped his, sixteen games over the last two years. I chopped his yards so bad and he's still an elite tight end option for me when the when the stats roll out. I mean if you if you know that Cam Newton likes him, which he does, if you know that he spreads the ball around, which he does, and if you know that they're going to score points, which they do, he's valuable as a tight end. He has less than 500 great, yards in the last Great two red years. zone receiving tight end. Done. I got him for 825 yards, 72 catches, and a couple thuddies, seven touchdowns. And then, you know what? I'm glad I just looked at that because the, that's the one thing. I'm, I'm on the Greg, uh, Greg Olson bandstand right now. Yeah, me by too. The way, I'm with you. Let's ride. You can't take away. You can say that he doesn't have the receptions. He's he missed, doesn't have. The, he's missed time the last Don, two seasons guys with the get same hurt. foot injury. Guys get hurt. Yeah, it's gonna happen again. Uh, Julio, the Jones, same foot. Julio Jones but, missed two years in a row with the same foot injury. Julio Jones isn't thirty-four <laughs> years old. He might be. No, he's not. But here's my opinion on Greg Olson. My last facet here: when he was playing hobbled, be it, he was still a red zone option. Elite he was still level. tight end one. He was playing every week. He starter. was playing the normal tight end game where you start him and you hope he gets a touchdown. And guess what? He was. He was scoring one yard touchdowns when he was when he was he was not Greg Olson in his last few games, but he was still scoring. It's tight end and one. what do you look for in the tight end out of your lineup? Red zone targets, ability to score, opportunity to score. So target share. It's just a bonus. Going, he has a great one. Where he's going, he has a better chance to score than some of these people. Oh, and the far. upside is. Massive, massive. He's got a better chance to upside. score than the guy who we have rated next. OJ Howard? Austin, Austin Hooper. Hooper. Oh, yeah, for sure. I have him way above Austin Hooper. I buried Austin Hooper compared to you guys. You yeah. had him 12, I had him 9, Scott had him 7. Yeah, I like Austin Hooper a lot. I really like the offense, and I think that there's a lot of attention that could be drawn elsewhere. You have to cover Julio with two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's starting to look like you really got to pay a lot of attention to Calvin Ridley and all these other guys. And, and you got to have somebody on Mo Sanu. For the pass. Exactly. Austin Hooper can hit big plays. He can convert first downs, and he can catch touchdowns. He, you know, he checks every box kind of just like Greg Olson. I don't think his situation is anywhere near as good as Greg Olson's, but I think the offense is better, and the situations that he could be in in turn are better. Austin Hooper's a quality tight end. He's the guy who sent Levine Toilolo into the Toilolit. <laughs> he scored a Super Bowl touchdown. Matt Ryan likes him. Yep. I think for all those reasons, he becomes a year-end, you know, tight end one fringe tight end yep. one he'll be frustrating but, but he'll be in the tight end one. i just don't think he's like a uh a buy it and put yep. it out there every week guy for right me. yeah you got to ride the the roller coaster with him because it's it is up and down yeah a lot of people projecting oj howard who is our number six tight end to rise into that echelon of you can start him every week and be fine with it and that's certainly where he's being drafted i feel like he's so where do you guys like see this going i mean last year that's what he was so i think that's the case uh, you can just take that at face value yeah and also bruce arians does a really good job of moving his tight end from on the line to he's out slot. to play outside in the slot or even outside as an x receiver so i could see that happening you know it's just to create a mismatch and that's he starts on the line and then he motions out to try and create so that man-to-man too, mismatch like, that's oj howard dangerous. not cameron Brait. Yeah. but the thing is for me i have oj howard high uh, I think I have him at seven. Yeah. I have him pretty high. I have some respect on Scott his name. Scott and I have him at six. But I yep. acknowledge the fact that Cameron Bray is going to frustrate people here. Yeah. Jameis Winston and Cameron Bray have a relationship that, for whatever reason, 
is impossible. How many to touchdowns you give Brady? I gave him like six. I gave him six. I, I've got him somewhere <laughs> on there, and I had to have given him like six because yeah. you know I'm going to respect my boy. Absolutely. But I got him with way less targets. You know, yeah, if you're in a yards, struggle spot and you got to start somebody this year, plug and play Cameron, Cameron Brady because his touchdown upside is always going to exist because yes. he won't be drafted and he shouldn't be drafted. No, he, but he'll he be always there. plays. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> something you brought up about Vance McDonald, I think it was, or it was somebody else. The big yardage totals. Yeah, Mark Andrews. Yeah, that also right. applies to OJ Howard. He also also gets open Big like chunks. you wouldn't believe yeah and they scheme him open and he's fast enough to make you pay for it right so it's something that they should continue to do and i believe that they will i think oj howard is a really good option but i think camera break will frustrate yeah. people i don't have him as a double digit or close touchdown no guy. i think with this guy you're gonna have to survive on receptions yardage at, you know etc cetera, etc cetera. Here's the yeah. other thing, though. You're banking on him actually receiving the pepper. Being a huge part of the offense. Kind of projects out, too, though. I, yeah, and I, ha- I I have him for doing that. Aren't um, his yards per catch numbers, like, insane? Yes, because, yeah. because he has, like, 280 yeah, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. touchdowns yeah, he has under some, his belt. Some monster catches. And he's played, like, <laughs> But you can bank on 80-yard touchdowns yeah. for tight ends, right, guys? Of course. Of course. <laughs> um, but what for I was going to say is, like, OJ Howard is kind of the last guy that marks the end of like how we look at the tight end. And I guess um, who we're about to talk to as well. But at the same time, it's like we're talking, we're not going to be talking about tight ends in this ranking way for the rest of the year. We're going to be talking about the defenses who allow touchdowns to tight ends. Right. And that's all we look at because that's all they're good for. Yeah, you know, like we talked yeah. about it a couple Unless of years ago. Unless you have these elite options coming right. forward, and I think well, Evan do we Ingram consider is, Evan Ingram in that line? Yeah, because he's next. Without Odell Beckham, Five. he is a pretty much elite option. It's hard to say he's not. Who else can even go up and catch a ball in the red zone for the Giants? I know they probably won't make it, and Saquon, Sa- I get, because <laughs> he say could, because Saquon. Saquon could do absolutely anything. <laughs> but you know, the Knicks could probably even use Saquon, but that's a, a different discussion. Um, regardless, though. Evan Ingram, I think he's going to be the best red zone receiver. He's shown over – there's actually has a 16-game sample size of games without Odell Beckham. Which Odell so Beckham yeah. missed 12 games uh, his rookie season and then missed four games last year. So pulls out a, a nice 16-game season with 70 catches, 800 yards, and seven touchdowns. So it's not a weak number. He's getting better as a player and as a blocker, so he'll be on the field more than he has been throughout his career. And it, he could – he could be the George Kittle guy. I think he could be that guy that just absolutely explodes. Scott, I also use that to identify um, what I believe from him. So I gave him 75 catches because I think he's a little bit more involved, obviously, now. Right. And I gave him 875 yards because I think he's a little bit more involved exactly. now. But I only gave him six touchdowns because I just don't think that offense is going to score a lot. And that is my true knock on Evan Ingram right. is that the Giants are just going to be really yeah. bad. So I think when well, you, you, you consider re- really bad teams you're like oh yeah i love receivers on really bad teams and you're smart to do that but they do have to score in order for them to be extremely relevant it's it's a two-part question how many touchdowns are the giants feasibly going to score this year and how many of them are going to be saquon the answer are not a lot and And most of them yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's true you know like yeah and, and you brought that up in our group chat the other last night tom and i was like that's the that's a great point that is yeah. the point to make against Evan Ingram. And that's why I don't consider him to be in this elite level, but who we all consider to be in this elite level now. Vance McDonald, number four. Yeah, I mean, Let's the amount of targets ride. that this offense is unbelievable. I'm just so Mac. Obviously, Jesse James I wrote, targets a, I wrote an article months ago now. It was probably about a month ago, actually, or two months ago, um, about Vance McDonald and just kind of pointing out, like, 
holy crap like this is insane this value right now is insane and i'm just happy that like you guys kind of saw it too and you're like you're right like this is really this is the guy to take advantage of 168 targets are vacated from the steelers offense from antonio brown alone then you add they can't all go to juju over 200 and they already give 200 targets to the running back position with connor and samuels and benny snell you vacated 200 targets 200 targets and they can't all go to juju they're not going to go to dante moncrief and they're not not all of them are going to go to james washington this is a monster opportunity for Vance McDonald, who already was the best tight ben end on the Steelers last year. Has targeted a tight end over 100 times as recently as 2014 with Heath Miller. Yep. Pro Bowl year when he again. did it. So go to the tight end. You get a Pro Bowler out of him. And yep. second of all, it it didn't have to be 100. There was years no. with 80, 90. Heath Miller was Just like great. Heath Miller end. was a reliable tight end. He's more of like the Jason Witten type, that old school tight end. What? But Heath Miller, Vance 101 McDonald, targets in 2012, 2012, 91 in 2014, 2015 his last year in the league. He still had 81 targets. Nice. And that's enough for this guy yep, to get it that's done. That's great. And Vance McDonald, on very few targets, made his presence known. He oh. was a big yards after the catch. He was the a big Bucks broken tackle guy, broken defender guy literally broke them yeah. so, Chris Conte so forever I think you get this guy the ball it's yep. it's brainless who yep. is the Steelers offensive player I'll say that again Steelers offensive player with the most time spent with Ben Roethlisberger is it Vance McDonald Vance now? McDonald wow. it will be here for yeah. I believe his it's either his third or fourth year there which would either tie Juju or put him ahead of Juju. Either way, yeah. if you're number 2 on the pecking order in the Steelers offense outside of the running backs, it's a position where you can win leagues. It's about I think to this go guy can down. win leagues. My only my only hope is that the hype train doesn't leave the station before the drafts. Yep. yep. We got a we got a couple months to go and it could get crazy. I think he can be a Kittle type guy. Yeah. I think you're right. The best thing that could happen to Vance McDonald's draft value is the Steelers don't show much in the preseason. Yeah, like they just come out, they do one series with their starters for the first three weeks, and then they're done. We need, yeah, we need him hidden. Yeah, hide him, Mike Tomlin. Next up, number three. This is probably going to be the part where you guys understand and are and are not thinking we're crazy. Number three, George Kittle. Now, the next three guys. Well, I don't know. I think out of the, out of these top they're three guys, not, Kittle's just, season is the lowest chance of repeating itself. I don't like how they how they're talked about together. Those three no. guys, they're not the same. No. Kittle Kittle is a great player. Don't get me wrong. I really do think he's a great tight end. The talent-wise, receiving ability, just he has this elusiveness to him that is like amazing for a guy his size. He's like slippery and gigantic at the same time, which is very hard to do. So I really like his talent. So I don't want to start to disparage him. I agree. But I have him 40 I can't points imagine. behind the next guy and that makes him 60 points behind Travis Kelsey, who, spoiler yep. alert, is the best tight end in the NFL, if you didn't know. Yeah, if you haven't watched uh, a football yeah. game ever. <laughs> but, no, I'm with you. I have the same type of breakdown, Tom. I have him a little closer to Ertz, but he's still you know, 55 points behind Kelsey yep. and, and about 30 points behind Ertz. So he's on a level below them. I'm not saying that that's not – you know, that's a bad thing. He's a great, great player. But I just – I don't – I want to get that out there. He's not – he's not – Kelsey and he's not Ertz. You're not drafting. I have Kelsey sixty five points ahead of Zach Ertz. I could I mean it depends what you have at Zach Ertz at, really. Yeah. I have but, Ertz for one oh four, eleven hundred and eight touchdowns. That's fine. Yeah. Tra- I mean, whatever you've got there, it makes sense to me. Yeah. Travis Kelsey, the moon is the ceiling for that guy. Um yeah. let's the ceiling not, is, is the roof. <laughs> raise it. And then the roof is the 
But George Kittle, you know, the yardage is not going to repeat more than likely. No. Let's just be honest. But But a full season in Jimmy G. And that still lands him at tight end three. Yep. Easily, in my opinion. Easily. I still have him for 80 catches, 11, 90, and 8 touchdowns. I have him for 85, 12, 40, and 7. He'd rank rank as like my wide receiver, like 15. 85, 1100, and 7. Yeah. So I think he's going down. Number two, Julie Ertz's husband. Go USA. They beat France yesterday. They're going to win the World Cup. I mean, and nice. Zach, that's not what they came here to hear, Don. No. Zach Ertz. <laughs> what was it, 111 catches he had last year? I have him for the most receptions of all tight ends. I have him for the second most for yards, and I have him for tied for the most projection of touchdowns. I think this is Travis Kelsey light. I think yep. Deshaun Jackson. Is he worth the second round ADP that he currently has? Uh, no, probably maybe. I don't know, man. It's tough. <laughs> I don't. I, would I don't want to. I don't want to put a tight end on it, but it's probably right. Yeah. The thing is, is that to face another fantasy team, which is what you're going to wind up doing. Of course, you may oh. as well. There's only a couple teams with Travis Kelsey and. Zach, Zach Ertz. Ertz, right? Yeah. It looks so, so good when you're looking at your matchups to see like Zach Ertz but, versus whoever the hell we're I mean, going to play. If that guy doesn't, if that guy doesn't make the playoffs, yeah. if that guy doesn't make the playoffs or something, who you don't even have to play. Those matter. two teams don't make the playoffs somehow, right. which can happen. Trust oh yeah, me. easily, definitely. Those guys, you you don't even have to worry about tight ends as right. a whole anymore. Yeah. So you didn't <laughs> have Jalen to really. Samuels comes back. <laughs> like my point is, is you don't have to compete with these tight ends. By another tight end, right? right. But they're you're, elite options. Yeah. So that's if you're why drafting I'm, him the first two rounds, you got to think of Kelts and Ertzy, Ertz, Kelts and Ertz as receivers, not as tight ends. You have to think of them. I'm drafting my wide receiver one as Zach Ertz, and if you think he's going to have that year, that's fine. Number one, as if there was any doubt, Travis Kelsey. Easy enough. Numero uno. 115 I mean, catches, 1300 yards, 12 tuts. Big year. I'm thinking big year. I had 109. More catches than Ertz, 1370, so he breaks the yardage record that Kittle set last year in 14 touchdowns. I had him at tight end. 14 touchdowns. This is with Tyreek Hill not playing at all, so this is probably going to have to change. And I was going to make a joke. I had him at tight end 15, but you guys had him at one, so it's just a consensus Consensus, kind of. It worked out. You're just not really that big Tiebreaker was who had him the highest on their list. He's just not really in that good offense. You know, yeah. so tight quarterbacks horrible. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I obviously no do have him. I do have him at one. Um, he's a legend. He's going to be awesome. It, it, you know that. I think he's almost worth any pick in the draft, except like those elite Would, first one. After yeah. pick options. five, I'm not going to hate you taking Kelsey. I think, yeah, I think realistically though, it's more like for me, it's like after pick ten. Yeah, yeah. for me, he's got to fall so that I'll. And I'm really interested. I know yeah. I, there's a ton of guys I'm not taking him over. I'm not taking him over Juju. I'm not taking him over Odell Beckham Jr. I'm not I'm, taking him over. I don't even know. think I'd take him over Michael Thomas either. I, I hate maybe Michael Antonio Thomas. I don't know Brown. why. I don't know. Yeah. I love him. I don't know if I'd take him over he's those really guys. He's really good. But, uh, yeah, he's good. It's close. It's it's yeah. damn close. And, and you know, if the Tyreek Hill news that we've, we're hearing now, and right now we're hearing it potentially four-game maximum. Which we'll is see. disgusting. We'll see what happens. The NFL is crazy. It could change in a yeah. day. But, um, you know, if it's only four games, then, yeah, you're going to yeah. have to bump those touchdowns down because right. Kelsey won as many chances with Fly Reek out there. Yeah. All right. That'll do it for the tight ends. We're going to quickly go through kickers and defenses. Tom's advice, obviously, is don't draft a kicker. At all. Or a, a guy playing Monday night. Yeah. Um, 
I love Harrison Butker this year for the Chiefs. If you think that the Tyreek absence is going to mean less touchdowns for the Chiefs, that means probably more field goal opportunities. I think they're going to have no problem moving the ball. My strategy always He's really good. is He's accurate. pick a kicker on an okay team. Don't yeah. pick the kicker on a really good team. Pick the kicker on a team that's 500 because they generally screw up and lead to kicking a lot of Like your boy, that's Justin Tucker. Who is yes. the kicker now for the Falcons? Tavecchio? Oh, Giorgio Tavecchio. Good call. That's yeah, literally tabs. what I wanted to bring up. Pick They're playing Tavecchio every game the inside, round. basically. Yeah. So, pick Tavecchio. And he doesn't have that name round. value of Matt yeah. Bryant. So People he will be... think Matt Bryant's still the starter. Yeah. At also, time. I mentioned this before um, call, in Tom. the mock draft episode. Greg Zerline is going to be the consensus number one kicker because he kicks for the Rams. He had groin issues last year. Those don't go away if you're using your groin to kick a football for your job. Yeah, imagine having a so roster like, two kickers. Yeah, Yuck. like, ugh. So anyway, defenses. We're just going to go over teams that we think have positive matchups, and I'll just kind of throw them out there. You guys can tell me if Cowboys you're the play the Giants week one. Cowboys play the Giants. The Browns play the Titans. Uh, can I sell you on the Jets playing the Bills? You can tell me on either, either one. Either one? Yeah. It's going to be a stinker, folks. The oh, Ravens yeah. play the Dolphins. Another good good one, I think. Ravens, the Li- I think nice. the Lions play the, the Cardinals. I could see some pick sixes going back in that one. <laughs> how about uh, how about Philly against Washington? Philly's, Philly's defense, yeah. yeah. Sure. And then uh, that's pretty much the whole it. point is just like rotate them. And yeah, just you're pick not up drafting a, t- a defense with the hopes of starting them every week. And let if let you draft that the Jags defense, the if you draft the Jags defense, they play Kansas City week one. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Like and, come on, and Mahomes lit <laughs> them up last. The year. Bears play the Packers week one, so you yeah. want to go ahead and go against the fully healthy Aaron Rodgers and have to pick yeah. them in you know the twelfth round or whatever be it might guest. actually be. Yeah, please do it. it. I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping people do it. I always do when they always I go to will. bed every night and pray that somebody takes a Bears defense in a single digit round this year. Yes, because someone's do. gonna do it. Oh yeah. Well, that's gonna do it for rankings month, gentlemen. Nice job. We broke a sweat. Yeah, almost every episode, but we got through it. Mental sweat. And uh, now I think we get to reward ourselves with a nice little treat. How about a mock draft episode next week? How about a Taylor Ham Egg and Cheese? Or a a Taylor Ham Egg and Cheese. All right, we'll do Taylor Ham Egg and Cheese. We'll talk about the mock draft later. In the meantime, the show is on Twitter and Instagram at RutzFF. Tom's on Twitter at HillierFF. Scott's on Twitter at WagsFF. I'm on Twitter at WhySoSerious. We will see you guys next Tuesday. It's going to be July. Actually, it's July when we post this. It's July. Month and a half until draft season starts. July we can't so wait. serious. Nice one. Thanks, bro. Keep scoring. Baby, we were born to